I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson. Good to have you here. We're going to talk about, you know, that uh, topic. We, we sh- I guess we should have talked about this the first week of the year because everybody seems to, to be thinking, okay, this is the year I'm going to get in shape. And then, you know, you get a little closer to springtime. You know, it's, you can just see, you go to the gym, you can just see the, the, the activity just dropping off week by week <laughs> until you get to, uh, you know, April and there's nobody there. Why do we do this? Can we get, can we have a, a habit of, of fitness? Do we really need to? I mean, as Christians, we're concerned about the spiritual, Is the physical, just vanity. I know, these are all good questions. Well, I've got an expert with me back today. She was on a couple of years ago and had a wonderful conversation um, and evidently didn't stick because I'm probably in no better shape now than I was then. So she's, you're going to see someone straighten me out today. So you're invited to be a part of it. Maybe she can help you. Uh, and we're not here to condemn you, not to make you feel bad. That's just my own. That's my own conscious screaming out. Let me get to it. <laughs> this is the book. It is called Fit God's Way. It is by Kim Dolan Leto, who has one of those uh, one of those pedigrees in fitness that just kind of makes you shrink back. But she's not here to make us shrink back. She's here to help us stand up and get moving and get fit. Kim, how are you doing? It's great to see you again. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to be back and dive into all these topics. What a great setup. <laughs> yeah, is, is that the weirdest intro you've ever had? Or, we, we, no, well, I love your intro music, too. Yeah. I was like, that is so inspiring. Great choice. Yeah, well, that that's new this year, so I'm excited. Uh, again, awesome. shout out to Brandon Jones, the gentleman that created that. I have great people around me. Uh, and, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Sometimes we need a little support around us to be better. So today, mm-hmm. you're our support uh, what are you what are you communicating in fit God's way? Because it's a little different angle. I think that we as Christians, the reason our fitness isn't working is because we've left God out of it. I mean, it's so simple. You know, anything according to the word that we do without God isn't going to work. The word tells us you can do nothing apart from me in John 15, 5. And boy, did I learn that the hard way. I mean, I am a transformation story. I went through being overweight and out of shape. And I know how it feels to feel desperate for answers and do it apart from God. And it never worked. What, well, give us a little detail on that. What, what does that mean? Cause I know you, you were like an ESPN fitness of America yes. champion. I mean, um, mm-hmm. are you talking about that period or had you figured it out that God was a part of it by then? What was the, what was the not with God part? I'm curious. Cause I think people might relate okay. to that. Well, like many of us, we have loved ones who have suffered a diagnosis that is gripping. I believe that if the devil can steal our health, he can steal our future. And I see so many generational curses. You know, in my family, we have a lot of heart disease, Mm. diabetes, you know, obesity. And until we confront that head on, I believe this is a place in the church where the enemy is. It isn't about what we look like. It's about stewarding our bodies for service. And the fact that God has a plan for us. And if the devil can steal our health, he can steal our future. So when I, my dad, I was young when my dad had a stroke and to see your father 
who was, I mean, he was so healthy. And then to see, he didn't look over what he, it was his heart. We believe it's a generational curse. So when that happened to him at that time, I was overweight and out of shape. Mm. So it was like this massive wake up call to me. Like I felt God saying as a Christian, like you need to take care of your health. So I went and asked my church and they didn't have any answers for me. And I did what most of us do. I love Jesus. I went to church on Sunday. I went to Bible study, but I did fitness in the world. So I ran to the world. I did all the crazy dieting, all the extreme stuff that we just like white knuckle. And it's so performance-based, isn't it? It's like, you're good when you eat good. You're bad when you don't. And you're always feeling like I'm failing. I feel like worldly fitness is just like this perfection project, this dieting bondage. And it never lasts because God isn't in it. So I definitely had a moment when I was doing it. I did it all wrong. And I had a moment with God where I was like, I can't sustain this. Mm -hmm. I'm white knuckling this. And I cried out to him and he showed me answers that I've been able to share with tens of thousands of women at this point. And it's absolutely simple, follows the way Jesus lived, powered by the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. And it is no perfection project. It's a graceful journey. And I believe it's what every Christian woman has been missing. Okay, you say Christian woman, and I understand that that, that is somewhat by necessity, uh, you know, you, you kind of target women, but this is, this is true for guys too. We face this. It It is very true. And I do, ha I will say that I have, you know, mainly talked to women, but I have so many men that write to me and tell me, thank you for setting me free. Like I have no one to share with that. I actually suffered from body dysmorphic disorder mm. or I suffered from gluttony, from overeating. I never realized that it was sinful and how I could surrender that to God and that I could actually seek him in that space and he could help me. And it, so I do have a lot of men and men are inadvertently impacted because women are bringing in the food, they're mm. raising the kids too. And so it becomes a family journey, but we need, you know, women to not come to the end of their day and feel like they failed because they didn't get their workout in, they didn't eat perfectly. All of that is worldly. And God did not create that unhealthy relationship with food in our bodies, the world did. So by women being impacted, it is really setting up the household for success because, you know, we're raising children and obviously we're going to influence our husband's food decisions yeah. by cooking and whatnot. So yeah. getting, getting it all right in the home is going to make all the difference. Yeah. And yeah, it's actually very interesting because my wife does the, the bulk of the cooking because she wants mm -hmm. to, not because, you know, um, I refuse to. Right. Uh, I'm happy to pick something up on the way home, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> but I sometimes the struggle is is I have to look at her and go, okay, I, I need to eat healthier, but I can't do it mm -hmm. without you. Uh, right. So there really is uh, a team aspect of it, especially in a, mm -hmm. you know, a typical marriage. You, you keep pointing to the spiritual aspect of this uh and mm -hmm. from what you said that was where you got set on your journey right i mean we can sit here and talk about good foods to eat and that's great uh we can talk about workout routines and and that that's all helpful but right it is it, it sounds like maybe that's not really the proper starting point no it's not i believe that we see our spiritual and our physical self separate mm. because of fitness but it's in bringing them together that we have power. And, you know, when you have, the world will give you all the how-to, how to lose 20 pounds in a weekend, how to have a six-pack pack abs. And 
But God gives us the want to when we surrender our free will to him and we have the right one to, we have the right heart motivation that he can honor. God's not going to bless a vanity project. I, I was reading Ecclesiastes the other day and it said, it's vanity is our futile attempt at being happy apart from God. And you can see that frustration when people are trying to get fit, they're trying to lose weight, it's not working, they go binge eat, then they're like, oh, I'm going to do it again. And they run back and they try to lose weight and they're, I'm going to do this. And you're trying to do it alone without God. It's never going to work, especially for those of us who love Jesus. So I, I think uh, the key is, is what is your motivation? Uh, mm -hmm. and, and honestly, whenever I go, okay, I need to lose weight, which is I'm kind of in that right now, I'm setting up for, you know, it's, it's ski season. I love to ski. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. not in very good shape. And so, uh, you know, I went last December and the second day in that afternoon, man, I was, I was just done. I was like, my legs were rubber and I thought, okay, I need mm -hmm. to get in shape. Um, and that, and that, that can be an okay motivation I get cause you want to be able to perform at a level, but what, what should our motivation as Christians really be? to be fit for our calling, to serve. We are put on this earth to serve. I mean, look at you. We were talking before the show, you've done 500 interviews since the last time we got together. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like it every day, but you're showing up in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're denying yourself. You're listening to God. You're showing up because you know that you could be the only Jesus that someone hears that day. So I believe we're all put on this earth to serve in our gifts. And if we don't steward our health well, we cannot do that. So instead of making it look all about like what your abs look like or what your body looks like, think about it like, I want to feel good. Why doesn't that get any credit? I want to be strong. I want to have energy. I want to sleep well. I want to eat right so my mind is sharp and I'm not riding the sugar crash crazy train. I don't want to, you know, not take care of myself so I have all this inflammation in my body, all this disease. And I'm not saying that we can't, you know, what's going to, whatever God has a plan and whatever is going to happen is going to happen, but we shouldn't be known participants in our poor health. <laughs> and it, like I said, it, it can be a great, it's a graceful journey. It's not a, forget the worldly perfection project. Mm. Think about grace, you mm. know? Yeah. I think that's important because I mean, in some cases, even the, the fitness in industry has almost been sexualized. You know, um, yeah. there's certainly that. Is that why we get all the fad that lose X amount of pounds in such a ridiculously short time? Because it's all about. I believe the devil has such a grip on the fitness industry. Hmm. I like think about it like this, like God made marriage and then the devil comes at it with pornography and mm -hmm. lust and God made money and the world comes at it with get rich quick schemes and greed and yeah. God made our bodies and fitness industry comes at it with sex and you know, the, like this perfect body. And I, I see it so clearly now. And I believe that the devil just lures you in and lies to you and makes you feel less than, and you're trapped and you can't get out of it because it's like the Israelites going around the mountain. It's like a 40 year trip that should have taken 11 days. We need to spot it and not fall for it because we are not what we look like. Mm. We are not, we are children of God mm. and your worth should never come from what you look like or how much you weigh, your scale is not your report card. So I just, I feel like it doesn't matter how impossible all of this feels. God wants us to get up and live for him and not ourself. And fitness is all about self. 
And the devil is all about that. He wants you all in your own head thinking about how hot you are. And I mean, I fell into that trap mm. and God saved me from it. And I, I, I confess that it was an idol and I asked him to forgive me, but that's the only answer we really have right now. I mean, we go to church, we don't hear, I don't, I've never sat in church and heard a message about how much God wants me to steward my health and my fitness and my body image for him and how he wants me to take care of myself for him. I've never heard a message about that. Well, you're hearing it today. Our audience is hearing it today from you. And you use a word that I think is key, and it's stewardship. And you know, actually, the get rich quick scheme is is a pretty good parallel to the way we tend to approach our health mm-hmm. because it's like you know, swimsuit season's coming. Here's what you can do and crash and buy this product and or do mm-hmm. this thing or you know harm yourself in the short term this way for the payoff uh, quickly. That's really not a biblical idea. Stewardship is the biblical idea. How do we steward our health? We follow the way Jesus lived. And in my book, Fit God's Way, I talk all about the seven W's. The seven W's are a download you can right now, if you want to go to www.fitgodsway.com, you can download them. You know, the bracelets people used to wear, what would Jesus do? When I sat down to write this book, I was like, Lord, I just combed over every word in the Bible. How did Jesus work out? What did Jesus do all day? Uh, what did he eat? I, I just got, I mean, I've always been in love with Jesus, but I just got obsessed about how did he live? What was his life like? I researched anything I could. And so I created the working mechanism of this book is based on him. It's not based on some snake oil supplement, some man-made product. There's no, <laughs> I'm you. not trying to sell yeah. you like any garbage. I hate when people are like, I love Jesus. Let me give you my my Jesus fitness thing. And it's like, oh, but you need to buy these $200 worth of supplements. No, this is just about the word of God and how God is the only one who can meet you where you struggle and help you. And he can do that for all of us. He's such a loving father. Where, where do you think we struggle? Is it self-control? I think we struggle because we're not getting in the word. And so the seven W's are the first one is get in the word. If you're not in the word every day and you don't know the word of God, you don't, you don't know the promises you have. You don't know the power you have. And when you start hanging out with God and you start feeling the Holy spirit in your life, it is going to change everything about you because it's, I wrote a quote that says, no diet can give you the spirit of self-control. Only God can do that, but it's not just self-control. It's joy. We're supposed to enjoy food. We're not supposed to have this crazy perverted relationship with food that the the world has created, that we're so bad when we eat the foods that that is absolutely wrong. God wants us to come before him with prayer and thanksgiving and enjoy our food. So getting in the word, I think is the most important seven out of the seven W's getting in the word. That's where you get your power from that. If there's only one W you could do all day, that's the number one. (laughs) And uh, number two is worth. I think we, this is another place we really get it wrong. We're putting our worth in what we look like, how many followers we have, what we do, the zip code we live in, what size we are. We put our worth in all these dumb things. And if our worth isn't in God, wherever that your place you're putting your worth in, you better watch out because Mm. he's got to be first. He will have no gods before him. Yeah. That's that's interesting. I, I don't know that I've ever had a fitness conversation that started out with getting God's word more. <laughs> you know, it's the foundation of everything. I mean, He is our firm foundation. Like I love how in the Bible it talks about like you build your house on sand. You know, you can't build your health on the sand. That's the world. You got to build it on the rock, on the word. And 
people think, oh, I'll take care of my health one day. No, God wants us to get up. It's like, I always think about the man at the healing pool. Like God, in the Bible, it's like, get, did you, do you even want to get well? Get up. And he asked him to like roll up his little mat and walk. And I feel like our little mat is our little comfortable. Well, I don't really want to do all that, but I don't want to move. I don't want to get up, but I'm telling you, when you get up in your spirit and you live for God, you are going to not only going to be the happiest you've ever been, you're going to be the healthiest because those things that we think we want that make us feel comfortable, they do not make us healthier or happier or give us significance or purpose. It's God. And it's living for him that you're going to want to put on, you know, the Bible on your, on your um, iPad or iPod and go for a walk and, you're going to, you know, listening to the word of God, listening to worship music and, and just going for a walk. If you just started there and you started eating more whole God made food versus man made food, those are other seven W's, mm. by the way. Yeah, it's going to change everything. It's going to change everything because God made our bodies. We need to be eating what he gave up. He gave us to eat whole God made foods with per- not perfection, with grace. This is a graceful journey. I always want to come back to that. Okay. Well, and I want to come back to the food, but on on you know hey i'm i'm older than i was last time we talked you know and <laughs> me too <laughs> I, right I, I i get older pretty much every day uh and those birthday numbers go up not down which mm-hmm. means it i i don't i can't work out like i used to you know i i right. used to i'd go run 5k three times a week um mm-hmm. and i was in great shape i can't, can't really do that now is is it I, I think that's part of the hesitation the older we get to do anything sometimes because we can't do what we used to. What does our mindset need to be when it comes to uh, being more active? I mean, do we need to punish our bodies or is is there a better way? I, I think I think we need to do what Jesus did. I mean, Jesus walked everywhere. He wasn't sitting in some temple having people come to him to, you know, be like worshiping, like all, oh, he walked everywhere. He was busy. He was doing stuff. Now that doesn't mean you need to go out and run a 5k every day. And I'm not saying to walk everywhere, but (laughs) I started researching what Jesus did. And I don't know if you've ever heard about the Jesus trail, but there is a trail where he would walk and there, there is no walk. I whipped out my all trails app. It was, it's a hike. He would hike in those sandals. So for you know, I look at it and I just think he was busy. He was active. So because we don't have to walk everywhere anymore, and yes, we are getting older, we need to somehow find that thing that we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So as I've, I'm 54 years old, okay, I, I'm aging, I'm right there with you. And I've really felt myself slow down in the last few years. I used to love all this hit training, all this stuff. But when I looked at my blood, it was actually raising my cortisol. So more isn't always better for us as we age. Mm. What we want to do is find something that we're going to stick with. So get prayerful. Ask God, what is the thing that you've given me that I love doing? And and do it. And Mm. figure out how to make it work in your life. I mean, I believe that when we get prayerful, God will give us answers. I've had so many women tell me, I love dancing. I just, I love worshiping God and dancing. So I I can think of countless women that are like, I'm going to start doing a Zumba type Christian dance class because that's really what gives me joy. Mm. Whatever it is, move your body in a way that brings you joy. Well, I'm going to have to order some more snow here in Texas because my greatest joy <laughs> does come from going out. I do like to hike. And I like to bike as well. So I, I've got no excuses. Uh, I want to show people the book again. This is Fit God's Way by Kim Dolan Leto. 
Uh, you can always go to her website, kimdolanletto.com, uh, and get a little inspiration, motivation, uh, but really just get started. I have a question that's not on the publisher's list of questions, and I'm just curious if you've run into this. Uh, I I know, just I've, I've had too many conversations with preachers <laughs> and pastors and stuff. There is a little bit, and I think it's more of an excuse than like a doctrinal thing, uh, this idea that, well, you know, our bodies are corruptible, to use a biblical word. Um, we are, it's really more important that we just focus on the spiritual things. And kind of the unspoken end of that is, so it doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I'm in great shape, you know. God already has appointed the time for me. And I'm thinking, "Mm, no, I think you can dig your grave a little bit early with that fork and spoon, right? Um, Amen. (laughs) I love it. So so, uh, is there a little, do you have a little issue sometimes with Christians who want to say, look, the physical is not important? Uh, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And as you're talking, I love how the Holy Spirit just instantly brings me a word and it's that we're to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's our reasonable service. I mean, that's straight out of the word. Mm-hmm. So our bodies, we're supposed to offer them as a living sacrifice. That, And it's funny, because you know they would talk about all the time how Paul would say he buffed at his body, not buffeted his body. <laughs> and, and I love how it says that he disciplined his body and made it his slave so that he would he would do, he would be telling his body what to do and not the other way around. Ooh, that's big. And, and yeah, and I think what happens is, and I, I hope it's okay to say this because I don't mean any disrespect, but a lot of people say they don't want me on their show because I it, fitness is vain and she looks like the world. And mm-hmm. and I think what it is is quite honestly, nobody really wants to dig in and talk about gluttony and stewarding our bodies and offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. And we need to do it in a way that doesn't, I'm not, I have no condemnation right now. I mean, the Holy Spirit is just the one that convicts. Mm-hmm. And I was very convicted of it. And I believe that if we did this through church, the world wouldn't have all of our money, all this $72 billion a year and our health. We're being lied to. We need this message in the church. It is so freeing and so liberating to know that God is with us in this journey. And he's given us a helper, the Holy Spirit, a healer, a guide, a comforter. Yeah. And he... I feel it every day. So I believe we are to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. So it's not my answer. It's his. Well, that's good. And I think if, if we're honest, I think if you polled Christians and, and they got really honest, they would probably think like, like I do. You walk into a church and you got a, you got a really overweight pastor. You, you kind of go, dude, you're wearing your, your lack of self-discipline uh, you know, not on your, just on your sleeve, but in your gut. And your it's like, it just looks like it looks like something's not right uh, when someone has no control seemingly over over their appetite. Um, do you see any connection between uh, physical f- fitness or at least at least self control, you know, um, and and spiritual strength? It's a spiritual discipline. You can't do it without God. You can't. I mean, that's why I had mentioned like people separate the physical from the spiritual and they think, well, I don't do drugs. I'm not addicted to pornography. I'm faithful to my wife. So I'm just going to eat whatever I want. 
But the definition of glutton in the Bible is one who self-comforts a waster of their own body. So we need to look at that and be real that, let's face it, anytime we're trying to comfort ourselves, anything that just makes us feel like that, that becomes almost like a God in our lives. And food, we cannot have any gods before God. I believe food is such an idol laziness, excuses. I'm guilty of all of it. I'm raising both hands. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's when that spiritual discipline meets the physical that you find success because we cannot do this the world's way. We have to get fit God's way. He is the answer to everything. Every question we have, <laughs> we can find an answer in the word. You know, and, and you know, I, I believe that and I would say the same thing, but you're right. We tend to kind of segregate fitness out over here. Uh, and go to the world for it and, and think in worldly terms of, you know, how I look primarily. Uh, yep. But yeah. yeah that's yeah. why it doesn't work. That's, that's you just, that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. God isn't in it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, ouch. Okay. This is good. You mentioned <laughs> food and I want to go back to the, mm -hmm. the healthy kind of food. It, it, mm. A lot of people, um, well, it's just easier. It is easier to rip open a bag and and eat. That's my biggest downfall is because I'm lazy when it goes to the food, food prep side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, it, what are the, what's the simplest way to start to go? Okay. I want to, I want to just what, make sure what, you know, garbage in garbage out. I, I'm not as healthy as I should be because there's a lot of garbage going in. What's the easiest way to kind of correct that? I think first of all, we need to surrender it to God and we're all guilty of that. We all want the easy way, you know, but I believe that God made our bodies. He wants us to eat the foods he made for us and that it's, it's so, you know, there's so many restaurants right now that offer healthy food. Yeah. You say you want to rip open a bag. There's bags of stuff that are even healthy. <laughs> yeah. And I, did, yeah, I didn't mean a bag of salad. Come on, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no, there's like dried nut, you know, dried fruit nuts. Mm. There's, you know, have an apple, have some nut butter, have some, I love fruit and nuts or, you know, carrots and hummus, or there's things, you know, if you need snacky food, there's tons of recipes, by the way, on that fit God's way website for your viewers and listeners. But I think really what it comes down to is we, if you just stopped before you ate and you paused yeah. and, you, and you asked God to sit with you, like Revelation 3.20 tells us, like it says, Jesus is talking, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone wants to answer, I'll come in and eat with them and they with me. Mm. I mean, that changed my whole life. Mm. And we pause and we look at our food and we you know, am I eating for comfort, for reward? If we start there and then we just start to choose, like, let me eat more God-made food. No perfection, just grace. But how many man-made food items are you eating that are making you feel terrible anyway? Could you swap even some of those ingredients out with what God made? And let me ask you this, that bag of whatever you eat, does it ever taste as good as a home-cooked meal that your wife makes? Well, I have to say no. You put me on the spot. No, I, I believe it doesn't. There's nothing like sitting around as a family at the table, praying and eating mama's cooking. I'm sorry. There's just nothing that feel that's yeah. like that's what God intended. So I think we need to go back to that as much as we can. Well, and I'll, I'll do that, too. <laughs> it's it's the later that night when I, you know, sit down and, uh, you know, watching whatever, you know, if I'm watching something on TV, it's like. I, 
I got to tell myself, no, you don't have to snack while you're watching this mm-hmm. hockey game or this Netflix series. Or I mean, I can, be wa- I can be watching a Christian movie in preparation for an interview, and I still I want that bag of what we want. It's our mention. flesh. It's our flesh. Our flesh is like a picture of baby screaming on the floor for a toy at the <laughs> store. That's our flesh. It's like, I want what I want now. I don't care about the consequences. Yeah. And we need to really think about that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't give into it, but you can have things, you can make healthier choices. And I don't know you, like, I don't know what you're craving, but some people at night, they're lonely. They're sad. I'm not saying this is you, but some people are lonely. They're sad. They're bored. They're not hungry. They're trying to feed their emotions. And I would encourage them to take those to God because he can actually help you. That food is never going to make you feel better. When you get to the bottom of that bag of chips or cookies, you're just going to feel worse. And the devil's like, yay, that's exactly what what he wants. Right? So I think we need to choose to not have guilt around food. That's what's controlling this. Yeah. There is a physical. Grace. There, well, there is grace, a physical grace, aspect. Grace. Yes, I hear you, but mm-hmm. there is a physical aspect because I find the more I eat the the not really good stuff, and it's not real bad. It's not. It's just not healthy. The more right. I eat it, the more I crave it, and also oh, yeah. if I don't get enough water, my body says, "Hey, you need to eat something." When really, I'm just a little dehydrated. So there is a physical that's one aspect of my, to it. That's one of my is seven that, W's is, is water of, because without when we're dehydrated, we're tired, mm-hmm. which makes you crave food. Mm-hmm. So drinking water is so important. Yeah. I have these little water bottles and I they have scriptures on them, like trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your path. <laughs> I love seeing that every day because it's like drink more water, drink more water. And and you're right. I mean, it's little things like that we don't realize. And you, I want to go back to what you said about food. People don't realize that the chemicals they put in food are as addictive as cocaine. Mm. So no wonder you want it all. Like it's like we need to retrain our taste buds to want what God wants, what God made, what God made for us. And I think that it never satisfies. That's the joke of all of it is you eat all that and you're like, I'm never satisfied. You just want more and more and more and more and more. And that is how you know, okay, that's the flesh because God's food satisfies. Mm. Hmm. That's good. I, I, I've never tried cocaine, so I don't know that comparison. from first Me either, experience. but it's addictive. I mean, it, to me, the point is that it's scary. Like yeah. it's scary that you're, they, they're writing that these foods are as addictive as drugs and people literally get hooked on them. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I believe it. I mean, I think I've experienced levels of that at times where it's like, man, I tell you what's sad is when you're, when you're doing something completely unrelated and, Mm-hmm. All you can think about is when can I get home and have that snack? That's when you know you got something physical going on that maybe needs to be addressed. And uh, again, I, I, I know because I've been there. I'm doing okay right now. Uh, I want to show people real quick um, your your website. Again, this is fitgodsway.com because you, you referenced this. I showed it on the screen where you're talking about I want to explain it. If you go down to the bottom, you can download this plan right here. And it's just it's something free. I mean, this is not trying to say anything. Explain to people real quickly what that is and why you're just trying to get them to, to start. Because a lot of the people that are watching this, they, we've, they don't know who I am. And I, I want people to know the heart behind this message. And this is basically a gift for them to just say, oh, okay, what is this fit God's way 
look like? And so this is basically a free download that's going to give you the seven W's. It's going to give you scriptures about your worth. There's recipes all over this website, workouts. There's everything you need to succeed in just this plan. And you can also get the book Fit God's Way there because I want to set people up for success. I want I'm fighting for them, to be honest with you. I mm. want them to see that there's a better way to fit and it's God's way. Yeah, that's good. I appreciate, I appreciate the encouragement. And, and mm-hmm. I didn't know this is the direction that this discussion would go, but I, I really think you're hitting the most important element, which is the spiritual aspect of the way we view our bodies and the way we view food mm-hmm. and the way we view activity. Uh, because mm-hmm. I know I can get on, I, I can get on a, short-term kick and and do great for a while but it just seems like it's so easy to go back to those lazy habits uh and then you know a few years later right back where i was and it just feels wrong it's like what's what's going on and so yeah it's a battle between the spirit and the flesh Mm -hmm. like i wrote a quote in my book and it says making fitness a spirit-led lifestyle instead of a frustrating flesh project is our turning point of greatness. And when we do this, we discover that God will do a new thing in our fitness because it's him powering it, not us powering it. Our flesh is gonna wanna give up and quit every time. It's gonna reach for the donuts, for the chips. Mm -hmm. It's gonna say, "Eh, I don't wanna work out on the way home. I wanna go home and just binge watch that Netflix series and numb myself with all this food. But then when all that's done and you're laying in bed that night, you're thinking, gosh, I wish I would have worked out, right? Gosh, I wish I would have made better choices. So this, while we're here on this earth, it's going to be a constant battle between the spirit and the flesh. That's why it's imperative that we put the word first in our fitness, our food, and our body image, and this whole equation. Can't say any better than that. That's why we had you on. You you can encourage and inspire me. Hopefully some other people watching can be a little inspired and, and, and start making better choices. And, and the, you know, the crazy thing about it is, cause I know I've, I've been there, uh, when I'm making those better decisions, uh, mm-hmm. when I am more active, uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel better physically, oh, yeah. not just about myself. I yeah. literally, I, f- I have more energy. I feel better. So it's like the payoff is not that far away. I want to, I feel like this promise, like this word from Jesus is everything you're saying. And it's John 10, 10, that the thief comes only to kill, Mm -hmm. steal and destroy. But God has come that we might have life and more abundantly. That's that abundant life where you have energy. You feel good. You're walking in your purpose. You're in the word. You feel great. So the devil's going to put that constant pull back on you. He came to kill, steal and destroy you. And like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, if he can steal your health, he can steal your future. That's what he wants. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You have been consistent in this and encouraging people and spent your life doing it. And and I appreciate you taking a few minutes to encourage us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I pray your listeners are blessed and that they get fit God's way. And I appreciate you guys out there watching. If you know somebody that can use a little encouragement to get on that path, it's a it's a day by day thing. I know I've, I've walked it some days better than others. Uh, but it, it does, it, this is, I think what God wants is for us to, to feel better, to be better, to steward our bodies well, so we can do it. We can do it together. Kim's there, kimdolanletter.com, fitgodsway.com, uh, and, uh, encourage you to share, like, and subscribe, and we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live.
called his tune going to end. And truth will be on the throne of your day. Sunday is coming.